0: with Intermountain Healthcare. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: We are talking about a topic that I know is a hot topic for a lot of parents, a lot of pediatricians, mm-hmm. a lot of childcare providers and caregivers, and that topic, screen time for your babies and toddlers, and kind of what parents really should know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there are a number of studies that have been done when it comes to the appropriate amount of screen time or no screen time at all and it just kind of all varies depending on the age of your children sure, a little bit um, because they can also be powerful learning tools right uh, and I've noticed that you know with our kids um, so first of all let's talk about kind of what the recommendations are when it comes to screen time. Sure.
1: You know, screens are everywhere these days, and so parents really do have to think about, you know, what's the best way to use them? What are the guidelines? How do we keep our kids safe and healthy Mm -hmm. around all this constant media use? Luckily, the American Academy of Pediatrics has issued some really good guidelines on what is appropriate media use and what is not based on age. One of those first guidelines is that kiddos under the age of 18 months, so all of your little, little babies, really should have zero screen time, except for video chatting. Okay. And the reason is, is at that point in time, they really aren't able to process that information, they're not learning a lot there, and they might be missing out on some really key interactions with parents and caregivers and things like that. And so, as much as you can, avoid screen use at all below that age. Mm -hmm. Between 18 months and 24 months, we can start to use screens a little bit, but we really want parents to still be thoughtful at that point in time of, is this healthy? Is this something that our kids should be doing? And really try and limit it it to 30 minutes to an hour a day and make sure what they're watching is high quality. So think about anything that you can find on PBS. Sesame Street is great. Mm -hmm. Daniel Tiger is excellent. Uh, We just want something that's actually educational and is going to really help for their kid yeah. to becoming a great person. Yeah, and brain development. Exactly. And, and those, those educational
0: tools. Yeah. So over two.
1: What's that look like? So over two we finally are allowing a little bit of screen time. It actually can be valuable at that age mm-hmm. if you're thoughtful about how you do it. Uh, we still want to limit them to just an hour a day and really as much as you can try and make it high quality. Just like between 18 and 24 months Sesame Street is always great. Daniel Tiger's always good. All of those things that are teaching them their letters and their numbers and helping prepare them for school later on are wonderful.
0: Yeah absolutely because even schools now these days are starting to to incorporate some tablet use as well mm-hmm. because there is a part of it that at the end of the day it's the way of the world right utilizing mm-hmm. these for tools and so if we're utilizing them at the proper age for the proper amount of time mm-hmm. with the proper educational materials right
1: so there are some benefits yeah and part of that too is just how are you interacting with your child mm-hmm. when you're using these screens and using all of those things, one of the most powerful tools is just to watch it with your kid and talk with them about it. Mm -hmm. So you can be watching the most high-quality programming, Sesame Street all day, every day, but if you're not talking with them, you're not going to get all of out of it. All out of it that you want to Um, so sit down and you know count with the count joke with Elmo Mm -hmm. and talk to your kid about what do these letters and numbers mean and you know if you're watching Daniel Tiger what do these emotions mean and what are you learning from it and then it can really be a very good educational tool
0: right so harsh words don't use it as a babysitter right (laughs) use it as a tool and time to spend with your child, Mm -hmm. uh, helping your child kind of um,
1: learn more from, you know, some shows and some resources and things like that. It can be really tempting to use your cell phone and other things like that, like an emotional pacifier. Mm -hmm. And certainly we see it all the time in the office. Oh, guilty is charged. Oh, for sure. Everybody is. And and it's great for a second when you need it. Like in public Uh, settings? Yes. (laughs) If you're having that meltdown in the middle of the supermarket, who hasn't pulled out their phone in that situation? And and just said, please watch this video for 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. And, And it works great. And using that sparingly can be a really good thing. You know, I'm not going for perfect parenting. The real world is the real world. And right. so sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. But, you know, try every day and just make it as good as you can. And really try and help your kid learn other coping strategies. So maybe instead of pulling out that phone, maybe a hug from mom or dad, or distracting them with something else good, or, you know, joking mm-hmm. with them about something. Some other way to kind of get through those tough times is a good thing to teach your kid how Absolutely, to find. yeah. So, talking about
0: kind of co-watching, um, or co-playing some of those games
1: mm-hmm.
0: on, uh, you know, the, the iPad or the phone or, or whatever, even just the TV, um, should we still be limiting our time doing that with them? In regards to the co-watching and things like that
1: yeah still with that I want to limit it to no more than an hour a day mm-hmm. ideally mm-hmm. because there's so much more that they should be doing with their day the worry is is that if we spend more than an hour then they're missing out on playtime, they're missing out on time to be creative and explore and and just really learn all the other valuable skills that are out there in the world talk to
0: me a little bit about um... How it can affect negatively in any sort of development or, you know, I've read, and like I said, I mean, there's studies about just about everything Mm -hmm. out there. Um, Does it affect their eye health or... um, you know, the, the cognitive abilities? Mm-hmm.
1: I think the biggest thing that we worry about is language development, so learning to speak and gaining words as fast as possible. There have been some really good studies out there that have shown that the kids who spend more time looking at screens and not actually interacting with parents and interacting with other caregivers uh, don't pick up words quite as fast, and so they may be a little more behind when they get to preschool and kindergarten, and uh, so in that way, screens seem to be harmful. The other thing, thing that we've seen in several studies is that you know, kids who spend more time on screens are sending, spending more time sitting still and mm-hmm. so there is some connection there with obesity as mm-hmm. well which is a problem everywhere right now and so any little bit that we can do to change that is important do you see a correlation between early childhood
0: screen time and then uh, talking about kind of that obesity factor and then it kind of developing as the child gets older into their maybe middle school, teen years,
1: maybe spending more time on video games? Do you see kind of a correlation with that? Certainly we do. You know, as uh, kiddos who are spending a lot of time looking at screens early on are often the kiddos who are spending even more time as teenagers and young adults looking at screens. And and it always is replacing time that should be better spent with exercise or homework or other things like that that are Mm -hmm. actually good for you you know throughout your life everything in moderation is good and so some screen time is great you know to play video games and talk with your friends on those later on but just remember you've got to exercise and do all those things to be a healthy person throughout your life
0: absolutely and you also have to remember that a lot of the times the things that your children are doing are because they're seeing you do it right and so Harsh words again, you know, but the more they see you on your phone or your tablet or your video game or your
1: TV or whatever the case may be, the more they're going to think that that's probably the norm. Mm -hmm. I One thing I really like is to tell parents that they are media mentors Uh because your kids are just watching you all the time and are little sponges and are absorbing everything that you do and everything that they're learning. And so model for them the behavior that you want to see from them. And so, you know, if you're on your phone all the time, that's what they think is normal. And so mm-hmm. they're going to expect that that's what they should get to do all day. And so really be aware of that. When you're out at the park, go play with your kid at the park. And, and you know, ha- give yourself a break occasionally if you need five, ten minutes just to relax and look at your phone. <laughs> it's okay to do that every once in a while. I'm not saying you can't ever do that. But just be thinking about it and and try to avoid it as much as you can.
0: Right. And so let's talk about some... Um, kind of useful resources for families to utilize. You mentioned making a media use plan with your family. Mm -hmm. And so does that, I think that would make sense to go across the board from parents down to children, that media use
1: plan. Yeah. You know, kids thrive on consistency and it's mm-hmm. always nice to have some rules in place. And so the American Academy of Pediatrics has actually put out a really nice program at healthychildren.org, where they'll help your family create a media use plan and just a nice framework for rules of when it's appropriate to be using screens and using phones and tablets around the house. Some rules that I think are really important to our finding places where it's okay to use those screens and where it's not okay to use those screens. And so setting up those rules and expectations and talking to your kid about that is a really important thing. Like no screens at the dinner table mm-hmm. because we need to have a conversation and think about eating our food and enjoy family life that way. Yeah, No screens in the bedrooms. another really good rule too, just because they really do seem to hurt sleep at night. And um, sleep is so, so important for every part of our life and, yes. and a problem for a lot of people. And so if we can just from the get go not have that be a problem, that's a great thing to be thinking about. As a parent, too, sometimes we worry about just the content that our kids can be seeing out there. And yeah, so- I was going to ask you
0: about that. Instead of your child possibly falling down the wormhole of YouTube videos, right. which I know happens, Yes. Um, where can parents find that good quality and age-appropriate
1: content? One of my favorite websites is commonsensemedia.org. And out there they've reviewed apps, they've reviewed uh, so many different things, games, videos, movies, all of that's out there and reviewed and can tell you kind of where it's age-appropriate and what things might be on there that you should be worried about. And so if your kid's asking you about a new game, it's an easy just a few clicks away to go make sure that it's something safe for them to be looking at. That is very
0: helpful. What else should parents know when it comes to screen time? Um, once they're over two, and kind of past that one hour limit,
1: what what kind of goes from there? So you know, really. The rules are the same across the board of that. We always want it to be something high quality. Mm-hmm. You know, over two, you can have a little bit more fun and watch Baby Shark and be singing those songs. Oh, so, please no. help <laughs> <laughs> um, Just hearing the words it stuck in my head. <laughs> um, so have fun with it. Yeah. But just, it's always great to be kind of checking in on what your kids are watching and making sure that they're staying healthy and safe out there. Sure. Uh, any other useful tips for parents? You know, I think it, the teenage years provide a few extra challenges, so use commonsensemedia.org. And not just with too. screen time, but <laughs> with <sure>. everything else. <laughs> but just be aware of who your kiddos are talking to out on the Internet yeah. and monitoring that, too. But that could be a whole nother podcast. Couldn't it, <laughs>
0: though? Yeah, safety first all around. All right, Dr. Caitlin Carpenter, thank you so much for being with us and uh, sharing these useful resources and good guidelines when it comes to screen time for our babies and toddlers. And that concludes our Baby Your Baby podcast. for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.